0: Hi, I'm your host, Cordelia Gaffar, the Emotions Opener. Welcome to the Free to Be Show. Do you remember when you were a young girl, joyful, playful, and carefree? Even into your young adulthood, you were fully present and confident. Somehow, as your role changed, you gave up your power to the powers be join me on an exploration of how t- the inward shows up in our collective consciousness are you enjoying the full beauty of the human experience taking time to replenish body mind and soul are you free let's see Hello and salam alaikum um, for everyone who is here for my live today with Tony Jones. Um, although the title is Me Versus Every Me for Muslim women, do join in and of course, invite a Muslim woman. If you are a Muslim woman, let me know um, and send me your salam. Hey, Marcy, and share this um, with others. I am you know really excited to share um Tony's music with you for those of you who are not familiar with her. Hey cuz, hey Maxine, and um for those of you who know and love uh Tony Jones already, um you're just you're really going to enjoy this conversation. So, you know, I'll give you a little background. I met her actually a year ago um because Uh, one of my virtual retreats I was having uh, was about, I think the one last December was called Embody Peace. And I needed the right music for that. And so a friend of mine um, had introduced me to her music and I started, I used uh, her music for the retreat. And uh, so then we connected and um, I actually, Um, She was the last episode of the Free to Be Show for my second season, which ended March 2021. And the next week she attended my book launch for my book, Detached Love. So um, I've known um, Tony for like the past year on a professional and a personal level. And... um, And I deeply resonate with all her music and her whole vibe. What I thought was really uh, interesting and why it specifically applies to Muslim women is as Muslims, you know, we're discouraged from listening to too much music. And if we listen to music, we must listen to music, which will um, elevate our souls. And as you can see, she is an affirmation music artist right i i dare say she's the one who created this genre and uh and so this is akin to what in islam we call nasheeds and these are basically uh songs for the elevation of your soul (laughs) um more specifically like islamic nasheeds usually refer to the prophet muhammad we just say peace and blessings be upon him Um, and of course to the elevation of um, our tradition and ideals. So, but as a human being, right, you have to do things that elevate your soul and keep you in high vibration. And so that's what I love about her music. And as soon as she comes in, I'll add her to the live and then you'll hear us talking about more about it. Um, I just want to share, I'm looking at my notes Uh, There's something I had posted earlier in the week, and I want to share this with you as we're waiting for her to join us. Self-love combats the core of the psychological and emotional dysmorphia. It is the antidote to all that ills the souls of generational curses upon women, gender-based violence that has found its home deep within the great, great, great-great-granddaughter's psyche, and thus driven us to find light. The light is the remembrance of love, the love, the connection to the oneness, Allah and divinity itself. So uh, shortly here, I'll be welcoming welcoming uh, Tony, to join us and there she is. So um let's see just request to join. Oh they join and she should be popping on shortly. So welcome everyone who's here. Um salam alaikum bahia hello Nicole and um Let's see. Okay. Hey girl, hey. <laughs> Hi. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm great. Good. Good. You know what? It's so been funny? a minute. I know, right? Oh my goodness. This this year has been fire for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah Yeah, it has it has it's been responsibility but it's been a blessing hi everybody hey can i just
0: first and foremost tell you congratulations thank you thank you so much (laughs) and you know it's just you are the embodiment of what happens when we allow ourselves to free ourselves to be who we we're born mm. to be. You mm. know? Yeah. And you're you're like a stand for that for all of us. So so Thank much you. gratitude. Yeah, for that. Thank
1: you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you for seeing me.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So I I just want to jump in if you're cool with that.
1: Yeah, let's go ahead. All
0: right. Let's so get it popping. Let's get it popping. Hey ladies. Salam And um, Invite a Muslim Sister, if you know one. So, you know, I've been listening and listening to your music, your new album, and the more I listen to it, it's like, I don't even know, like, uh, which which category to begin with. But I want to start with the pleasure meditation. Because oh, I think that's. Whoa,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: right? That, that's just so present. Um, yeah. And kind of walk us through that. Like, what, um, for me, when I'm listening to that song, I hear the self love, the, the uh, allowance of liberation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So tell me more um, about what inspired that and, and what you're sharing with us in that song.
1: Yeah, thank you for asking. Um, The song Pleasure Meditation had a lot to do with self-love. I'm humbled by the experience of learning how, like, that is the point of entry to all that you want out of love. Mm. I really sometimes can't believe how much that is the point of entry into all that you want in life is to love yourself the way that God loves you. That's all self-love is, is to be the reflection of the love of God for yourself. And when you are aware of that, now you have to be accountable to be the embodiment of that. So pleasure meditation, is a way of putting that type of love in the framework of intimacy, of uh, sexuality, sensuality, Um, the, the conversation and language you have with yourself about your body, about pleasure, about relationships, is being able to see the inner conversation that you had about intimacy, love, and being able to say, whoa, I believe that about myself. I say that about myself. That's what I believe that I deserve. You know, in all your fullness and all your power and all your healing work, sometimes there are these spider webs of beliefs when it comes to intimacy and love and sex. And it's it can be crippling, you know. But then when you bring it into awareness and feel that shame and you feel that embarrassment and feel that like oh man I believe that about me and you take you bring that divine love into that space and say I'm going to love myself the way God loves me and I'm not going to listen allow this shame to live on in my sexuality in my pleasure experience my experience and pleasure love and intimacy because this is what God wants for me God wants to bring me in God wants to be in those intimate Corners of your mind and of your heart, not just in your religious practice. And so pleasure meditation is a way of enticing your mindset into saying, I'm worthy of the pleasure that is divine, that is connecting, that is aware and conscious. You know, I'm aware of someone who wants that too, you know, and, It's not like, oh, I've experienced this, I'm inspired by this experience, I'm gonna write about me and my man's experience. No, it's something I've never experienced. But I have faith in that that is the standard for me because I feel it, I feel it's calling in my body. So it has to be a real experience and destiny for my life as a woman, as a human being, as, as a spiritual being that's very connected to the gift of sex that God has given us. So pleasure meditation, I hope that women can use this as a way to enroll themselves gently into saying, you know what, what does God want for me for my, my my sexual life, my intimate life? I have to become aware of that and then I have to own that in my embodiment and practice, no matter how challenging it is. I wrote it and it's challenging for me, you know? So that's pretty much the heart and brainchild behind that song. Wow,
0: I hear you saying so many things and I could feel it like listening to the song. Um, And like, so basically what you're saying is like on a cellular level, we're divinely connecting to God, to Allah, when we allow ourselves the full pleasure of intimacy and connecting with another soul. Is that what you're saying?
1: yeah absolutely i mean it's a gift yeah i mean that's how that's how we all are here
0: (laughs) we're talking about the pleasure meditation antoinette we just like started with the we're not going in the order of the album
1: (laughs) i know like you 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 went straight there i was like oh she going to that song first okay here we go (laughs) well you know i was i love it um, though
0: yeah yeah i was at um exotica this weekend with tayomi morgan oh and wow so that, yeah yeah so um i was just looking around and i was like man this is such a beautiful space of belonging and people the people there they were really in touch with their sexuality and i was like you know wow like if people understood how um you know, there should be no shame in sex. There
1: shouldn't. There's too much shame around it. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah.
0: That elephant in the room that like guilt, shame, uh, narrative needs to just be dismantled. It actually needs to be dissolved. It needs and, to be dissolved. Yeah, right. Because like women are portals between worlds. So like we, we bring souls in through our bodies, right? Mm. Through that divine connection so how majestic be... is that okay like, how majestic
1: have, is that yeah have
0: the pleasure in that right how
1: why not have I, i've always i wrote I've, i watched this movie on youtube one of my mentors told me what is the name of that movie it's not sanskrit it's um not erotic something but it's it's a love story based out in india and is it Kama Sutra yes that is the name of the movie yeah and it's so good I cried I cried because I saw how much of my framework and my understanding of love and intimacy was a toxic framework and it was all about attachment and control yeah And I was like, how do I get this out of me so I can experience real love and I can give, I can receive healthy love from a man and not self-sabotage it. And that movie showed me like, I won't say how much work that I need to do, but to be aware of my duality of being divine, aware of what's true and consciously aware of my program and conditioning and so i was very humbled by that but i i agree to your point about releasing and dismantling a lot of the shame around sex you know because in the modern world that we live in we have this conservative space you know on one end of the spectrum where it's you know the conservatives the you know religious people and it's just that sex is the elephant in the room And then you have this other end of the spectrum in society where it's all about like, yeah, let's have sex with anybody. Let's, you know, titties (laughs) out, let's, yeah, liberation. And it's just like, wait, where do I fit in this? What is my own customized, you know, beliefs around sexuality? And it has been, you know, I'm 39 and I'm still figuring out as though I'm 18. You know, I'm like, I want to hold on to my standards and I want to, you know, be true in my embodiment of how precious and pure I feel around my womb and around my pleasure. But I also have these hormones and I also have needs and I also want intimacy and connection. So it is a very challenging time for modern day women to navigate the divine and the practicality around sexuality because it can be very primal and just saying i i i need to have connection and i need a i need the pleasure you know of it but i also want to be mindful of my womb space i also want to be mindful of the level of connection i want to have pre and post the in intercourse you know so so yeah it's it's definitely something i feel like um that needs to be dismantled around sex The shame. It's just no purpose anymore. It's just like, come on, y'all. <laughs> yeah. And,
0: you know, women are designed um, to really to nurture and to to receive pleasure and to give pleasure, but mostly to receive pleasure. And we've denied ourselves that. And so that's, that's what I was saying. I don't know if you yeah. read that um, or if you heard that part when I was talking about the... Um, that self-love is the antidote that all that ills, the generational curses upon women, right? Ooh, and, yeah. um, and it's found a home in the psyche of the great, great, great granddaughters, right? Who have been like basically robbed of our pleasure in so many different ways, you know? Yeah. So um, And that brings me to, even though I know you have the song called I Forgive, I feel like the song where you're really addressing the, you know, because there's a preparation to forgiving yourself. And so I feel like Burning Alive is that song that prepares you to forgive yourself. Am I wrong?
1: No, you are not wrong. You are not wrong. I am, again, humbled by how home-like it can feel when shame arrives Mm. or when unforgiveness arrives for myself. It feels familiar. I told someone the other day, she asked me, like, are you feeling grief right now? I was like, yeah, but it's not grief like I'm sobbing, like, oh, I'm so sad. It's a grief. It's like these little whimper, these little small cries I have But it's the cries that the childhood version of me that says, oh, I can't believe I'm not worthy anymore. Oh, man, I, 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 you don't believe it. You're always rejected anymore. Like it's like I'm grieving the part of me, the part of me that wants me to believe that I'm always going to be rejected, I'm not worthy, like I can't transcend these limiting narratives of myself. That part of me that is I'm loosening my attachment to, I'm getting more unfamiliar with is grieving right now, and so burning alive is is a sentiment to that experiment th- that experience of being able to let go of the unforgiveness, no matter how much it's familiar to not forgive yourself, no matter how unfamiliar it is to not feel shame, it's like, I'm still gonna let it go. And I can't believe how I've made, how my life has made a home in shame. Mm. How comfortable it is for my nervous system. So to believe, to feel, to let go of the shame—it's um, surprising to that it feels like you're burning alive, you know, and you're walking into this newness, this uncertainty of who you truly are. So beautiful way to look at it. It's very a true. It's it's very true to look at that song in that way.
0: I, I really felt that deep grief. Like every time I like I gravitate towards that song when I'm well, just I, like. I'm, I'm changing it because there's so many things that, I mean, I've been grieving in this past year, you Girl, know?
1: Yes, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know.
0: And how funny is it? Like, I'm listening to you say, I'm grieving, not feeling like I'm always going to be rejected. Like, we get in the expectation of rejection. What's that about?
1: Ah. Uh. Are you really <laughs> taking me here? I like, um, go. I lo- let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I see you already about this life. I clearly see. Um, What is that about? I am, I, whoa, that question. It's, I'll um, be honest with you. For me, it's been something that's lived with me since I was in elementary school. It's been something that I've had to normalize in my life that, I will be the one that's rejected. I'm different. You know, my love is too big. Um, I'm too generous. Um, my Venus, my Venus is in Pisces. So I'm, I I don't have boundaries, you know, my, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, I'm I'm not, I don't know how to have boundaries in love. Like this is the, the narrative, you know, it's like, so what, where is my, Where is my that masculine mountain presence in my life to protect me, you know? And so for me, I've had to normalize rejection because that's what I've experienced with social spaces, with family, with relationships and intimacy. Even in society, when you look at what's popular in society, it's like, oh, wait. I'm counterculture to that. Like, I'm not, I'm counter to how they're doing it. So if I even infuse who I am into those social spaces, I'm going to be rejected. So it's constantly processing yourself in the world and seeing how you match up. And when you realize you rejected here, you rejected here, you rejected here, your nervous system normalizes it and gets used to it. To a point where when you're not rejected, it's like, well, let me figure out, you know, the signs and the yeah. <laughs> the language of, that's going to prepare me for, you know, what are they doing that's going to show me like eventually I'm going to be rejected by them. And so I think essentially what I'm saying is that it's a long history the nervous system has experienced and has gathered data and memory of rejection to a point where you have that expectation in future experience, in present experience, and we don't have commercial guys that's saying, hey, this is how you recover, you know, decondition and undo rejection in your nervous system. We don't have those advertisements going on. So we have to figure out what that looks like to undo that and my God, you cannot do that without the source of all life, the creator God of all life. You can't, there's no way, you know? And so um I just definitely believe it's just the history that we have with experiencing society, family, and relationships. You your 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 nervous system can be programmed and you get used to the rejection and it becomes like home. It's like I'm familiar with this. This is what I know, you know. And yeah. it's sad, but it's true for a lot of us. And when we expand our consciousness, we become a more aware of what is possible to undo that, that um, that conditioning. Yeah, there are a lot of good comments
0: coming in, and I appreciate everyone here.
1: Yeah, I, I saw uh, that. I'm like,
0: yeah. <laughs> um. what well, we have. Uh, I know a lot of people are resonating when we were, t- w- you know, with what you were just talking about, about burning mm-hmm. alive, um, let's see, and taking the courage to be, despite the expectation of rejection. Hey, Liz. Um, mm-hmm. Wow, that part, the absence of the masculine mountain is work in itself. Yeah, it is. It lingers. Yeah, it
1: is. Hey, and, man. you know,
0: for me, I felt like I was looking for a savior, Right. And and so that's why, you know, one thing that I love about your music, right? Is hey Dawn, that's the sister. She was the one that originally told me about your music. She's Hi Dawn. Dallas. Yeah. She makes beautiful um crystal jewelry too. So um so one thing I really love about your music is The words right because our words um, create our world it creates our vibration for the day I you know there are like 15 songs (laughs) like that you've written like in total maybe more than Mm -hmm. that but you know there's um, versus lonely I like that Mm -hmm. one talk nice to me Mm -hmm. I like that one and um, what else of course free me the, the reason why I'm, I'm just bringing up those songs in general is because when we talk about dismantling that shame and that narrative within us, within our nervous system, it's yeah. so easy to bring the conversation to the trauma, right? And I don't want to bring that vibration into this conversation because my desire is to create a healing safe space with Mm -hmm. our conversation so I want to call it joy bonding you allow us to recognize and see all of our experiences collect all that data about our lives and then elevate ourselves in joy of I am changing my energy with my words
1: yes you see so like that's the intention,
0: the, the intention, yeah, yeah. And I wrote a whole article about joy bonding, and I and I, I was love like, that. I was listening to you. I love I that. No more trauma bonding. We are no more trauma bonding. We are
1: joy no bonding. You know? bonding. We are joy bonding. <laughs> well, that's where that's where you know, burning alive versus lonely pleasure meditation high commodity. Like, it I mean. <laughs> The joy is that so many of us have taken on this journey. Yes. Just to know that it's not one of us, it's not five of us, it's millions of us. Mm-hmm. I'm sa- I'm, it's safe enough for me to say there's thousands, but there's possibly millions of us millions. Oh, that yeah. have taken on the journey of awakening to who we truly are and being able to explore all these versions of the me. You know, and so the joy bonding comes from that, that we are not alone. Like, aha, here we are. We're finding each other, you know, and the music is like bringing us all together, if you will, and helping us see like, oh, we're all going through this same, we're all in the same class. We're all in this journey together and we can celebrate that we're doing it. We're doing yeah. it. We're doing you know? it. We're doing it. We're doing the work. We're being the embodiment of what we're learning. And we can rejoice and we can celebrate now, despite what's going on in society, despite the internal reflection of that, of exploring all of these versions of ourselves and collecting all of this data and becoming aware of all these versions. We can celebrate now because it, the victory is in the awareness and the accountability of to that embodiment of that awareness, to love yourself through it all, no matter what is happening. So I think, again, I reiterate, joy bonding really is inspired by realizing that we're not alone in this me versus every me journey. You know, it's like, oh, we can can be together in this. Self-love includes community and village and tribe and the collective as well yeah and
0: that's you know that's what I, I let's let's get like speaking of words let's like s- just say some of the things right so for muslim women a lot of the me versus every me is you know there is a um leaning into our titles right into our roles um and kind of subjugating ourselves in that way and robbing ourselves uh, with our words and and choosing um, to project instead of connect with each other and and that comes from
1: I'm back you're still I'm you still there, okay, through. you're back
0: back <laughs> yeah. No so problem. <laughs> That comes with, you know, all the different means like I'm the mom, I'm the sister, I'm the daughter-in-law, you know, I'm the wife, and um and then projecting onto others our insecurities our inadequacies in that. And you know, I I wanna speak to uh, I wanna ask you on the emotional level,
1: what would you
0: offer? you know, to our Muslim sisters, to just collect themselves inside and be like, you know, what, what would you say to, to offer them the chance to, to stop just, uh, you know, judging and uh, pr- doing that to themselves?
1: Um, so let me be clear on what you're asking um, or what you're speaking to. Are you saying like within, within the Muslim women community, that they have all of these labels that they have and they're responsible to these labels and because they're responsible to these labels they find themselves projecting um and judging themselves because they're too busy being responsible to these labels
0: right is that am i clear yeah okay instead of being responsible for nurturing themselves they have to like I don't have time for me. You know, I've got to. Yes. Yeah.
1: Got it. Um, I would have to say to my Muslim sisters is. What comes up for me for you all is, and this is a funny response, but go on a treasure hunt for your time. Mm. Like, say that Go on a treasure hunt for your time. See where you have, and, and be playful with it. Like, ooh, what time can I find today for myself? Let me see if I can find five minutes. Let's see if I can find a half hour. Ooh, what, time, what treasure hunt can I go on for my time for this week? What if I can find five hours this week? Let's mm. see where. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That brings more excitement, enthusiasm, femininity to it rather than, oh God, I got to do this thing that I struggle so hard with trying to like, it's like go on a treasure hunt for your time. Don't make it a job, make it fun, make it playful. And then if you have a a ally, another sister in the faith, you know, partner with her and say, how much time did you find this week? You know, text each other, you know, hold each other accountable, you know, because I find that with women, we need to have that feeling element when it comes to enrolling ourselves into something that we don't feel good about. It has to feel good to do yeah. something that we don't always feel good about. We don't feel good about not having time about ourselves. It's embarrassing. It can feel like shame. It can feel like neglect. It can feel like we're disappointing each other, disappointing ourselves and letting our higher selves down which means that we we feel like we're letting everyone else down you know and not doing enough so i would definitely say that is something that i offer my sisters is going to treasure hunt for your time like today like tomorrow (laughs) you know
0: yeah i love that it could be the whole track i love the feminine approach to working on it yeah yeah. Yeah, and, and someone was saying it's more cultural labels. And so yeah, to be honest, I mean this isn't purely a Muslim thing, right? Because it's yeah. really a cultural Astral. thing. You know. Mm-hmm. Um I just want to speak to that because um I'm Muslim, right? <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: and I just, yeah. you know, like whenever Oh wow I'm, I'm, I'm,
0: like yeah, like atheist, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> it's so silly. <laughs> yeah, so um yeah, but, you know, taking that time and, and being on a treasure hunt, I love that. And just, and playing with it, you know, like, yeah. and and challenging each other to do that, you yeah, know, and, and be like, what did you do?
1: Yeah. Like, what did you do with with your 20 minutes that you found? What did you do with those couple, you know, you know, so it, it can be fun. Yeah, I love it.
0: I love it. So I want to talk about that too. I remember the last time we were like in regular contact it was like right around Ramadan so did you end up
1: fasting Ramadan or? Girl no. Girl oh, okay. no. I tried. <laughs> I tried but I didn't but I want to try again for sure. It was something that I was very curious about and I remember you texted me a couple of those mornings yeah. like you know so I appreciate your support in that but I'm definitely going to try next next year for sure
0: okay yeah inshallah it's in I April, feel very so.
1: called to fasting as of lately i been this year i have just felt that whisper fa- fasting in a true way you know so yeah it's, it's
0: a real uh cleansing um, on a spiritual and cellular level, and that's why I was—I was like, I wonder if this was because she fasted. Because, like, all your songs, they—I feel yeah. like this real spiritual cleansing every time I listen to it. I yeah. saw someone put in there a question about if you could speak to past self-forgiveness and how you integrated that uh, with your shadows, something like that.
1: Yeah. Um, my experience with past self-forgiveness and how I integrated that with my shadows oh wow um I'm still working on that (laughs) but I would have to say the way that I have worked on forgiving myself is see I grew up in a Christian church and we always glorify the external creator as this forgiving God and so for me it was about well what would it look like to forgive myself the way that I've glorified God forgiving me you know what will I what would I die to what would I resurrect to what would I give myself if I forgave myself so it was always trying to mirror what would a God do you know how would God forgive me you know then it went back to and I'm just telling you what my process has been it's like that was like one part of the experience and the other experience is forgiving myself is how children forgive like three-year-olds and 4 year four-year-olds. They move on to the next thing. They cry, they have this, this experience and then they move on to the next thing. So it's like, like being born again to this refreshing nervous system, if you will, of being able to let go. So working on that refreshment of like letting it go, you know, which I'm not, hmm, which I've been working better at, you know, it's just like. I saw you. You just caught let, yourself. Language. <laughs> yeah. Language. 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 Watch your, your mouth. <laughs> you know, so for me, it's it's always just having that childlike thing like, yeah, that happened. Yeah, I did that, man. I And I disappointed myself, but I'm always mindful of not being inconsiderate to my human experience Mm -hmm. like I don't want to bounce back so tough to where I don't emotionally process because I know when people rob themselves of that emotional process of being a human they don't know how to deal with joy and happiness and hugs and affection and you know and so it's like I want to be able to be a, give myself that that experience of feeling the disappointment, but not worshiping it and not idolizing it. So that's one piece that I, I've done with my forgiveness. But it is a it's a it's a carnival forgiving yourself. It really is. It's very wild because if you go through these battles in your mind of like, will I do this again? And am I doing it again? You know and you have to take a deep breath in and just say, it's a new moment, it's a new day. And then the way that I integrate it with my shadows is literally having a self-love language with myself. It's saying, you know, let's say my shadow name is Leela, which is true, okay? Me and my best friend Margie, we name our childhood shadow. Okay. We name them, we give them names and her, mine is Leela. And I tell Leela and I say, hey, like, I let you down. You let me down. How we move forward? How do I feel right now? How do I want to feel? How do we feel about this? What actions do you You know what I'm saying? I use that, that process of it's like a therapeutic process of questioning that I use in my daily ritual in the morning. But I also use that when I find myself clouded by my shadows it's like okay how do I feel how do I want to feel how do I support myself and that forgiveness that unforgiveness and that shame is something to that can be a challenge but that self-compassion that self-acceptance that self-forgiveness can be infused into that space through asking yourself questions like how do I feel how do I want to feel how do I want to support myself with actions to feel better you know um how did she say how do I pick how do my pick name, a name? <laughs> um well yeah I don't know how I picked my name I think I picked my name because my um government name it starts with an L and so uh, it was just like Leela, you know my middle name is Antoinette so that's where Tony comes from and so I just the A Lila you know so mm-hmm. like that's that. how I did it it, it was not a deep process <laughs> Sorry. Make it
0: simple, right? Make yeah. it simple. Make you it know. easy on yourself. There's enough like in the process. It's enough. Itself.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I love
0: that. I, um, oh my gosh, that's, you, you really broke that down on so many levels. I like the way you were just like, I name it and I'm with it. And so I also heard you say that when you You start your day, you choose how you start your day. And you break this down in uh, like a couple of songs, actually, right? It's In the Morning and uh, mm, inner size. And what's the other one? There's another one where you break it down about like how to start your day. So Talk To Me Nice. Talk To Me Nice, right? So yeah, I was like, there's three songs. Um, And when you start your day, you just, um, you choose to um this is a new day, this is a new moment. And you know, I know what what I've started doing now, right? So I pray Fajr, right? So for those of you who are not Muslim, that's like the pre-dawn prayer. Then okay. after that, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna choose my vibration for today. Let me get some help with that. Yes. My vibes. So I listen mm-hmm. to
1: <laughs> Yes. <laughs>
0: um Tony Jones my vibe right and then I um I'm like okay I choose to you know feel silly today and you know what I did what cartwheels in my kitchen <laughs> before no. I made breakfast
1: <laughs> I did
0: was yeah. anybody in there with you no <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like I, love I was really good at doing cartwheels
0: I was like okay go that, girl yeah,
1: like, it's, yes. been <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Okay. That's beautiful. I love that you gave that to yourself. That's dope.
0: <laughs> so, and give yourself the, the, the gift of incense. I see my sister here, yet a young incense love meditation. Yeah.
1: DM me um, so I can give you a mailing address. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. She has some. Have
0: you tried her incense?
1: I don't know. I I don't know. I don't think so. That's why I was saying. She said I've been trying to give. Yeah, please send me. um, DM me now so I can look at it after this this live. Yeah, I only burn
0: her stuff like right here. I only burn her stuff.
1: Okay, i will have to (laughs) check that out.
0: Yeah, and she has some really nice um, body creams as well. But I digress. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, So anyway, I guess what I was saying with that is it's great to have our religious routines, but above Mm -hmm. and beyond that, how do we choose our vibration Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. every day? Yeah. Um, It's it's in the morning, like when you, like I just gave you a formula or ritual that I do in the morning where I ask myself, how do I feel? How do I want to feel? And how do I support myself feeling better? through actions, you know, and I'm telling you, when you get that clarity, you have to be responsible to what you're clear on. now. And sometimes I have to ask myself, you know, after I ask myself, how do I feel? I'm like, well, why am I feeling that way? What's causing me to feel this way? You know? And, And I'm like, well, what do I need to eliminate or what do I need to do more of, you know? And so, I think it's, it's, it's treating yourself like someone you really care about, you know, somebody you really care about that's vulnerable, that's tender and sensitive. And you're just like, well, what's going on? You know, yeah. think about how you are with a child. It's like when a child is crying or you see a young person in distress, you're like, well, what's wrong? Why? How? Well, what can we do? You know, get curious with yourself in that way like you get curious about someone who's vulnerable or weak or someone you would love that's struggling with something like turn that turn that approach to yourself you know in the morning and say okay this is how i'm going to raise my vibration by being aware of how i feel and how i want to feel and how i want to support myself how i want I, how i want to support that feeling throughout the day no matter what happens because we don't know what's going to happen throughout the day you know but when you have that intention in the morning to say this is how i want to feel for the day and this is how i'm going to support you're you're supporting your vibration you're raising your vibration with that practice alone
0: yeah and we have the the choice and the ability to renew that and refresh that you know
1: five times Mm -hmm. a
0: day like with each prayer yeah and um I guess a final question I have for you is, uh, so are you already touring?
1: No, not yet. Not Not yet. yet. My manager and I are planning that. Well, he's planning it. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just here. No, but (laughs) they were planning that for next year. We're getting the logistics together and looking at the top cities that support the music. So, so yeah. Uh, Why do you ask?
0: Oh, I'm just asking because I was wondering if you're you're not busy in June, I wanted you to come to my
1: retreat. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. Well, we're not planning the tour in June, so I don't think so. So I'm definitely down for that. I'm definitely down for that.
0: Okay, cool. Dallas, yeah. Dawn's in Dallas.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Do you have any questions about the songs? Because we got about 15 more minutes, so. I do. So let's see.
0: I broke – creative okay so uh, relationship lullaby i didn't ask about that one mm. so like i was put, i was trying to put the songs in different category of emotional like more emotional psychological physical and creative and i put uh relationship lullaby under creative
1: mm. because
0: for me it was like that's yeah why did you do that yeah a relationship yeah is a creation like it's a co-creation yeah and what i heard in that song was how we're you know each party is allowing the other to be free to be themselves and together be a a different wholeness you know
1: so yeah yeah i would you know everybody everybody a lot of us everybody's experience in relationship is different and the approach they take to it. And when you're a conscious person, you know, you almost require another conscious person sometimes. So I want to honor the fact, honor those who are in marriages and partnerships, relationships, dating experience where the person may not be as conscious. So I don't want you to feel like you can't experience consciousness in a relationship if you have a partner that is not as conscious as you are um so for me relationship lullaby is creative because it is creative because it's like you meet someone who has the same intention as you you want to create something different It's like we have these bodies, body of experiences and memories and past traumas and relationships. But it's like. One thing you have in common is like, I want to do this with you, like because you show me that you can do this with yourself, you know, and so it's like relationship lullaby is two people coming together to create in a gentle way because we're aware of our booby traps, or our you know what I'm saying? It's like, listen, <laughs> I have these booby traps in my life because I went through this in this past relationship, and I know you got these booby traps because you went through this in your past relationship, so what are we what language are we going to have to be the anthem for how we're going to approach this this, this relationship, how we're we going to come together about our own different universes, you know of experiences and intimacy and relationship and love? And so relationship lullaby gives us that language to say, let's create what we want this to be like, despite what our past has looked like. I want to be with you. You want to be with me? Okay, bet. Let's create what that looks like. It may get bumpy, but relationship lullaby is going to be that soft language that says, oh, this is why we're here again. Cause we both want to do the work. We both want connection and we want, want to deeply, And we both want it in a fulfilling way. So, and it is also a a language of faith for those who've never experienced conscious connection and approach to relationship, you know, it's, it's a way of saying to reflect what you truly want. When you hear that song, it's like, this is it. This is what feels true for me. You know, I didn't have that. You know, I didn't have a a language for that growing up. You know, I didn't have a language for that in my 20s. You know, but now I'm creating that language, not only for myself, but for other people who are saying, like, I want to do this differently. Where do I even start, you know? Yeah, yeah, I,
0: I really felt that. I, I feel like I listened to that song a lot. You know, I, I got divorced this year, and I'm like, hearing like the the healing in it you know Mm -hmm. like new words to um because that that's like a category of judgment that i have against myself you know and Mm -hmm. that's a category of judgment that i feel when i'm with other muslims like the first thing out of their mouth is like oh you're gonna get married again right are you looking for a husband it's like no i'm gonna breathe right now because like it just happened (laughs) you know yeah
1: yeah (laughs) Yeah. Um, wow. And I'm
0: gonna allow that healing, you know, to happen, mm-hmm. so that I can, you know, allow myself the space to create, you know, um, yeah. differently, you know. Yeah. So um, I really appreciate that song. And Thank you. Like I said, that was like, I mean, that that is a healing um, shadow dance. That's what I was gonna talk about earlier with that other question about how you deal with your shadows. I love that song because
1: when shadow I shadow dance that,
0: yes I do because like I see all my shadows I didn't know I had that many I was
1: like wow 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 <laughs> isn't it something it's, it's almost like the pattern that's behind you it's like that's what my shadows look like so y'all y'all love me for my light but I'm telling you that's exactly how my it's just, they just duplicate they just like right. woo they just where do they end <laughs> your
0: light and your shadows they're the same so they're the same they have yeah. the
1: pattern that's exactly what my shadows and light look like they just duplicate <laughs> and reflect each other same pattern and all
0: <laughs> <laughs> so like for that one what category did I put that one I put that one in physical actually I Although, love that it straddles uh, for me Some, it depends on the day like, mm-hmm. I think on a different day I would have chosen emotional
1: But Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah.
0: Does that make sense to
1: you that it'd be physical? Um, I want to know why you put that as physical first.
0: Look, I'm interviewing you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I knew we were going to have a good time. I was like, "Wait a minute, what's this interview
1: going to (laughs) go? You listen. You already know.
0: You already know." (laughs) Okay, so because because I realized I had so many. I actually had to physically pull them out of me, right, to mm. see her and dance with her individually to understand her story. And I, they all have names, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that for you, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, well, it's um, that song almost didn't make the album. I didn't really? want that song. Yeah, I didn't want that song on hear the album. I could do that too. I could hear my, ma- that. my manager, my manager um was the one that made the executive decision to make that put that album on the song. My manager and the producer are the same person, so they he was like, oh, "We got to put this as a hit." And then I did a couple of listenings and they even encouraged that as well. So I was like, "All right, let's do it." And I've been getting a lot of good positive feedback for that song. So it makes sense for it to be physical because it's dancing. It's a dancey song. You can't help but move to it. And I, you know, in previous conversations and even in my own conviction or um, idea behind that song is that people approach their shadows in a more, in a lighter way and not a, like, let's explore approaching our shadows and engaging in our with our shadows in a more loving way a more fun way because shadow work could feel very heavy
0: mm-hmm.
1: it can feel very violent and it can feel um how can you say um it
0: invasive like- to
1: the ego it's like the ego yeah. wants to just put up its guards and say oh we ain't got to go there just, nope. we ain't got to feel that. Nope. Because the ego, the, the let me tell you, let me just tell y'all something. Let me put y'all on game for those of you who want either, to either be reminded of this or need to know this. The ego is there to protect you. Yeah. And to know, and this is what's going to help you know whether your ego is in control of your life or not. It's how mm. much you stay in protect mode. Mm. When certain feelings come up, Mm -hmm. When certain emotions come up, when vulnerability comes up, when circumstances come up, watch how your ego puts you in protect mode and will organize that stuff in a way where it may not even exist anymore. That'll show you whether your ego is in complete control or not. Because when you approach your multidimensional self, you're able to explore and run through freely and in safe ways to where you can feel those emotions, process them, and let them go, you know? And so to keep your ego in check, you have to expand your consciousness to see where your ego is in control at, you know? And so when it comes to shadow work, sometimes your ego... We'll say you ain't even got to deal with that. That's the past. Whatever, whatever. Like we keep pushing, but the shadow work is what is going to liberate you from your own ego. Okay. So okay. Isn't it true? And so it this is. song brings a little bit more high vibration, a lot more lightness to that experience. Because I'm telling you, woof it can, it can, it can feel very dark and it can feel very like wicked. Cause this is like, what is in me? Why am I like this? Get it out of me. You yes. know, but we're not, but the, the blessed thing is we're not the only one. The, there are so many that are going through this as well and just be gentle with yourself, know what you can handle, make sure you have some allies like a therapist, or a spiritual elder, whoever, like have someone with you as you navigate this stuff because it is, a, it is only room for one person to do your shadow work and it's only gonna be you. But having allies to help you navigate through it is so important. So I hope that song brings a little bit more light to the, that experience of doing shadow work.
0: Yeah. And as you were talking about that, uh, Sister Jenna came in, and she's the founder of the Meditation Museum here in DC. And no, she- really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Meditation see, Museum. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. When you come here, I'll take you. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, DC
1: been calling me. DC yeah. has been calling me you
0: can see at my house.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, I love I that house really. So you what's
1: know. okay. Perfect. Yeah
0: we'll talk about it. But yeah, you should meet her. And she yeah, she talks a, a lot about that. So thank you for joining Sister Jenna. I saw like a whole bunch of people join and I forgot their names because I was trying to focus on what you're saying. You know, I just want to thank uh, everyone who's here and welcome those who are joining at the end. I will keep this up. And also know, um, this is like a pre-season episode for my free to be show. So I'm relaunching my uh podcast see you ended my last season and now you're starting my next one
1: <laughs> yes I love that thank I you. love that thank you for having me I always enjoy our conversations every time yeah I, I really um,
0: I appreciate it I appreciate your your music and the light the joy the love and the peace that you bring
1: yeah and you.
0: Um, how you help us to connect with our soul self right and um and embrace our physical self Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: um you just embody all all the journeys that we're we're all beginning and um i love you too cousin and i just you know i honored that you you chose the title me versus every me i didn't ask you why you chose that I, for me, I feel like in the conversation, you kind of answered that question. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you want to add to that?
1: <laughs> um, why it chose me versus every me? I think it's a human story. You know what I'm saying? We've all dealt mm-hmm. with these multiple versions of ourselves, and we have normalized trying to put them all in one box and to present, to make ourselves more normal and presentable. It's just like, this is who I am. And it's like, no, you... It's like, in order for us to be comprehensive to other people, it's like, we wanna just present this one version, right? Right. And it's one thing to do it with society, but we do it in our own intimate relationships when we're multidimensional beings. And so in order for us to have a way to invite people into that multidimensional self, you have to cultivate that relationship with all the versions of you. And so what I've consistently said is that it's like the me versus every me experience is the human experience of bringing all Sorry, I got a call. Yeah. Sorry I, about I that. Help. That's um, right. um but it's like bringing all of your versions of yourself into the living room and saying, you know, listen everybody. I'm gonna love you guys. If I can't heal you away, if I can't podcast you away, if you're gonna be with me for the next five years, the next two months, I still have to live my life. You know, that feels good and I accept all of you. You know, I don't just accept the versions of me that make great choices, but I accept the version of me that makes perceiving mistakes sometimes so it's a it's a self-love journey the me versus every me it's saying I want to love all of myself I'm going to accept all of myself because where I'm at at this point all of those versions have brought me here mm-hmm. and I have to have gratitude for that that whole self and so this album is like the soundtrack to that experience because it is dark it's light it's Every texture, every color, every vibration. Every vibration. And I think that's why so many in the human family can relate to this album and can relate to affirmation music because it is the soundtrack to this experience of navigating this internal world, you know, of being multidimensional. Past, present, and future is happening often in our minds. That's something to navigate, you know? so it this, is. this music normalizes that experience a lot more so yeah and it
0: and it frees us you know like this is one thing i think i said before you came on like we listen to nasheeds as muslims which is basically for the elevation of um your soul right so mm-hmm. we, when, and usually the music is mostly just voice and mm-hmm. uh, percussion kind of like your music so i'm like mm-hmm. As Muslims, we have to listen to your music because it's to the elevation of our souls, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. What did you
1: call it? Nasheed. Nasheed. How do you spell? How do you spell that? It's N-A-S-H-E-E-D. Okay, Nasheeds. Nasheed. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So that's no, was...
0: <laughs> you didn't even know that's what you were doing.
1: <laughs> I didn't even know that's what I was doing. Nasheeds. I like that word. I'm gonna look yeah. that up
0: clearly divine so yeah
1: nasheed i
0: think it comes
1: from nasia
0: nasia is um like advice really good divinely inspired advice so, i like
1: these words mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah words girl. yeah words yeah. matter
0: words matter yeah 100 so again i just i thank you so much for spending this time with us today and um and for your music and keep
1: um keep blessing us and you know keep yourself
0: open to that to those divine downloads
1: thank you so much i love you girl i appreciate you and when i'm coming to dc i would definitely let you know i love you too and yeah absolutely you're welcome anytime bye everybody thank you everyone
0: thank you Thank you for joining the conversation. Now take the time to reflect, introspect, and implement at least one action. Be in your body, be in your soul, be in your spirit. You know, be free. Until next week.